Hey, Becky with the good hair. It's Meredith Mercon on Twitter. Huge fan. Um, I'm calling because HGTV and me, brilliant. We have to talk about love it or list it. I am convinced that David and Hillary are in a torrid love affair and literally love it or list it is basically like their foreplay. And it's just, it's brilliant. And I don't even, don't even talk to me about love it or list it too, because that's just bullshit. Love it or list it, the original is gold. You have a British person and you have a surly, bald, angry little man who's showing people houses. It is so good. I could literally watch them with their fake banter forever. And I love the fact that no matter what the budget is, Hillary always gets the worst of it. It's like, you have $1 million, David, to find our house. Hillary, we're thinking that you can change the living room, redo the basement. There's always a freaking basement. Change the kitchen layout. Open concept has to be open concept. And we're going to give you like $15,000. And she always has to put like half of it to plumbing or like asbestos or whatever it is. And it's just absolute comedy gold and I could watch it literally forever even though every episode is exactly the same I'm Rebecca Lavoie and this is HGTV and me this episode we're going to be talking about love it or list it Meredith, it's Rebecca Lavoie. How are you? Hey, I am good. This is like some alternate reality. (laughs) So Meredith, I'm calling because you left a voice memo in my HGTV and me podcast voicemail box. And um, you think that Hillary and David are having an affair? Do you really think that? (laughs) I kind of hope so. Because it would really bring some like wonderful drama to this show. I just like to think that there's like a lurid affair because these people are heinous to each other in the way that people only are before they're about to have makeup sex. Oh, so you think it's like the disdain that's the clue that we should be looking for that they're definitely having sex. Yeah, I think it's a big part of it. And I bet their like love language and stuff and foreplay is just like, you know, open floor plan, you know, four bedrooms versus three. The basement needs to be all redone. Mold. Like that probably gets them. They're so much better than the other cast, though. I don't even know the other one's name, but it's like the knockoff version. Yeah. And they're not nearly as cool, like a little too put together. Like, I love that David's just like surly and bald and a mess. Yeah, I don't know if he's a mess, but he's definitely not chipper and handsome like the other real estate dude is. That's for sure. He's just not the kind of like protagonist that you want to get behind. But there is something lovable about how <laughs> average he is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's no property brother, you know. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, Canada done good. Oh, yeah. So the thing about Hillary and David, though, I mean, the thing that I'm wondering about is when you watch the show, do you pick a team? Are you on like Team Hillary or Team David? Do you, do you want one of them to prevail? Of course, us understanding that this is probably all fake, right? <laughs> oh, it's totally fake. And that's, I mean, I, I don't even read that because it's such good escapism. I'm almost always on Hillary's side because number one, I don't like change. So if I don't have to move and you can just make my house better, I'm all for it. And also, I just love 
Hillary's kind of like hoity English vibe going on. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the Devil Wears Prada, you know, like she kind of has that little attitude, a little Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep would be great playing her, actually, <laughs> for the movie version. Obviously, I'm a casting director now. But yeah, I'm almost always Team Hillary. I always love what she does. Even when, you know, she always has, you know, a wrench thrown in her plan and like the $90,000, it'll be like 90000 and, um, you know, David gets $1 million like it's not every fair. time. It's yeah. so unfair. Yeah, it's not That's fair. Why I like an underdog. Coming up, I talk to one of my very favorite people, and she talks about two of her very favorite Canadians, Hillary and David. It's a pretty good time. Patty, it's Rebecca Lavoy. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Excellent. So, Patty, what part of the country do you live in? It's relevant to our conversation. That's why I'm asking. I live in Michigan. I'm about 10 minutes south of Ann Arbor, where you, University of Michigan is. And you wrote to me with what I think is a really interesting question. It's relevant to Love It or List It for sure, but also to a lot of HGTV shows that involve yeah. real estate. What yeah. was your mysterious question? I don't understand the word neighborhood that they use. It drives me insane. <laughs> when they say neighborhood, do they mean city or do they mean school district? Mm-hmm. Because no sane person is going to want to move to another house in the same neighborhood. <laughs> like if you live in a subdivision, are you going to move like five streets over to get a better house? No. But if you're going to move to a better or a bigger house in the same school district, I know a lot of people that do that. I understand that. But that's what I don't understand. What do they mean by neighborhood? Do you think it's something just lost in translation between, like, Canadian vernacular and American vernacular when it comes to where we live? Well, I thought that because there's a lot of downtown Toronto ones, right, where they're moving probably on different sides of town or whatever. But then they did, where was that, North Carolina or South Carolina? They're still calling it neighborhood. (laughs) And it still seems like it was maybe a mile away to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I would never go through all the trouble of packing up an entire house to move like three blocks over. That just seems crazy to me. But would you go through the trouble of going through all of that and being on a television show like Love It or List It? Uh, No, never. (laughs) And I would almost never keep the house. (laughs) The other houses are better every time. are you and who are you to me? My name is Molly and I am a friend of Rebecca's <laughs> a friend <laughs> from a very long time ago and I'm someone I think that Rebecca likes talking to about all this stuff because she never knows what I'm going to say. Yes, and you appeared on our tiny house episode as the person who would never live in a tiny house with anyone including me even though we've been friends like Anna Green Gable style friends for 20 something years. I would live in a studio apartment with you, but I would not live in a tiny house with you. All right. It sounds about right. Okay. The other thing that you said on our tiny house show, I made a passing remark about Love It or Listed, and you said, my favorite Canadians. 
Yes. Can you just explain why you're qualified to have favorite Canadians? Because I, despite being born in the United States and raised in the United States, my mother is a super nationalistic Canadian, and she (laughs) demanded that we all go get our citizenship. But anytime I've had the opportunity to watch like Canadian television and talk to my mother about, oh, I saw this show about Toronto or these people were in Montreal, it, it warms my mother's heart. And that's important because she's Canadian <laughs> and a little chilly, candidly. So it's good. So she's like Hillary. She's kind of like Hillary, but <laughs> without the kind of weird, not Canadian British accent that Hillary has. Let's talk a little bit about Hillary and David, because they are the heart and soul of Love It or List It. They right? are. And Hillary has the shittiest job in the entire world, right? She does. And she dresses beautifully for it. Like, <laughs> I would wear a ratty hoodie and some gross old sneakers. And she's like, let me put my Louboutins on and crawl through your crawl space and tell you what I have hopes for it. The hopes that we are going to fail because I'm going to run out of budget money and the basement's going to have a leak and it's just never right. going to happen. Because rats ate your 1940s wiring and the building codes are all going to demand that you fix it. Right. Love It or List It is a weird show because it's one of those shows that can't possibly be real, right? They're basically saying to people like... You hate this house, so you're going to give me $80,000 or you're going to move. How are you going to move if you're giving her $80,000? I have to say, I thought the premise of it was completely fake until in my own life, I live in a house that's kind of like a cross between Love It or List It and Fixer Upper. Like, I wish that Hillary and my favorite Joe would come and fix it. But now I do search Zillow every day for new houses to avoid doing the renovation I know I need to do. (laughs) But I'm definitely not going to renovate my kitchen for $40,000 and then move. That's not going to happen. Right. So you're like both people in the couple. Like, you want to love it, but you want to get the f*** out of there? Right. I'm going to get the (laughs) out of there if one more contractor tells me they have to pour a new foundation for $25,000 to fix it. All right. So I have a question for you about Love It or List It, something that I think about all the time. Do you think on Love It or List It, women are portrayed as shrewish? Yes. (laughs) You know, I don't think it's all that demanding, frankly, to want a closet or a kitchen or to say maybe your man cave doesn't need to take up the whole first floor. (laughs) Like They do act like the women are so unreasonable when they want, I don't know, cupboards in the kitchen. And Hillary gets all the yelling. Nobody ever yells at David. Ever. I know. She has these emotional conversations with tearful couples out back, you know, when they're in the yard and you're like, you didn't fix up your yard for the love it or list it people (laughs) looking kind of ratty. You can tell the house was clean top to bottom and mom got a pedicure and a manicure, but the yard looks bad. Yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about the structure of the show, because one of the things about Love It or Listed, it's one of the most formulaic of the HGTV shows. It's totally predictable. So you have like the Hillary and David at the beginning having some sort of like little snappy fake dialogue. How you doing? What? You are late. What, like two minutes? Then you have them touring the house without the people. Right. After you, madame. Wow. It's a small house. We get it. This room is cluttered. Two people came together in a house they shouldn't have. Nevertheless, it's a really nice room. 
And there's always something where Hillary's like, this isn't so bad. This is lovely. But it still looks a little cluttered to me. And it's usually, honestly, like a ratty crawl space. Right. She's like, I could turn this into a master bathroom to die for. Exactly. Then they meet the couple and they get the yep, wish it's, list. It's always somebody is like, I really love the house. It's so historic and has charm. It's the place we've raised our children. <laughs> I want to stay here forever. We bought this house on our honeymoon with $5 and I never want to leave. I think it's so charming. The neighborhood is really sweet. Just everything about it spoke to me as soon as I walked in. I wanted to live here. And then the other one who's like, I am so Done. I didn't say it doesn't have charm. I just said it doesn't have space. Yeah. And there's conflict in the marriage. Always. Oh, wait. I think the relationship issues is what the show is really about, right? They're missing a marriage counselor. On Isn't this show. show really about putting couples in as tense a situation as possible just to see what will happen? Because sometimes we get those revealing moments between people where it shows that they're kind of shitty to each other. Well, and I think anyone would be shitty to each other when they get, you know, like, oh, we're doing a $60,000 renovation and $59,000 of it is going to be wiring. <laughs> so that tends to be like the issue where she's like, well, we can't do your master bath because we're going to be shoring up your basement. Do you remember when Hillary had Tessa? Her assistant? Yes. That was kind of a while ago, right? Yeah. And she was like kind of f***ing mean to Tessa. There was that whole situation. See, I liked Hillary. And then I, I think she's kind of a bitch in real life. Like, I have to admit to having done a little deep dive on Wikipedia about her. And she's actually like a Broadway actress. She's really? She's done all this stuff. She was like in Greece with Richard Gere or something. Really? That may not be 100% accurate. But like, <laughs> she was, she's like met Richard Gere. She's been on Broadway. Like, she has a pretty impressive resume of credits that are not just decorator. Right. And she spent time in New York before she moved back to Toronto. So she's, I don't know, I think she's kind of a drama queen. But a very well put together drama queen. Yeah, she's she's pretty slamming and her makeup is always great. Perfect. Let's talk about the prices of houses in Canada. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean there I mean there's a whole like North Carolina part of Lovely yep. Listed, which it's like it's sort of like when the property brothers are in Austin. Yeah. Like, it's just not the same. Part of what I hope an American audience enjoys about watching Love It or List It is being happy they don't live in Toronto because <laughs> it's one thing to watch. Like we live in New England where the prices are, I don't know, probably a little bit high for the rest of the country, but middling. Like you're not going to get a great, fantastic house here for $250,000. In Toronto, you're getting a parking space for $250,000. <laughs> so we were talking about the formula a minute ago. The conceit is that like the couple has a list. She has her list to stay. One of the things I've noticed is that it does seem pretty even like between the man and the woman wanting to leave. Right. But the woman always seems to just have more that she needs. So whoever right. wants to stay has their list of what they need to stay. And whoever wants to go has their list of what they would need in a new house. So that's right. the conceit. And then they say, so what's your budget? Hillary and David meet up with Marcy and Matt to find out what kind of budgets they'll be working with. Hillary and I have been through your house. Hillary usually you gets screwed. They say right. her we, budget is $50,000 for a reno right. or a million dollars to move. Right. I see all sorts of potential, but I need to know how much money I have to spend. 130000 Huh. Do you honestly think that that's achievable? It always seems so unfair to me. <laughs> it is unfair. Right. Especially when you see her, like, coming up with the plans they could do, and then her, like, Mr. Clean contractor comes in and right. is like, yeah, we well, know that... We can't move that wall. That's literally holding the house up. Like, that's not going to happen. Wouldn't you think as a designer she would learn 
to not renovate basements anymore? She should learn that. And I also think that one of the issues with the budgeting is that it seems ridiculous. But then as someone who's recently had to deal with this, it would actually be easier for me to go and like get a mortgage and buy a much more expensive house than just get the money I need to renovate it. Because right. now all the loan rules are tighter and it's harder to get a home equity line. And it's one of those things that I'm assuming it's also like that in Canada where they don't want to loan you money because your house will be worth more after you fix it. Okay, you're making the huge assumption that all of this is real, which is a huge leap. I wonder about this. I wonder, like, do these people just have cash and they're handing it over or are they getting loans for these things? And if so... How can they also be looking at million dollar houses, which, by the way, it's always the same cookie cutter, like new house. Yes. Don't you feel like they've shown the same new house like 60 it's, times on the and show? It's always like a weird house where it's like brick on the outside brick and it's on a weird kind of cul-de-sac. And it's always 20 miles outside of town, even though they both said they want to bike to work. Like David has no concept of we Just really is. we really want to live downtown and walk to the farmer's market. He's like, listen, you can't walk to the farmer's market from here. You can walk to the farm. Right. He's just, he doesn't pay attention to where they want to live. He seems to do this game sometimes. And I know it's all part of the conceit and drama of the show. His game is, they say they want all these things. I'll show them something that has all those things, but it's not going to be in the neighborhood that they want. Oh, yeah, that's his favorite. And <laughs> I think like any city, if you know what neighborhood you want to live in, it's not really flexible. <laughs> you you don't want to move. And I don't know Toronto at all. But I'm imagining when these people are determined to stay where they are, their kids are in school, they've chosen that place, they work nearby. They don't want to move 10 miles outside of town. No, they don't. They really don't. And then it always seems like there's also an option where it's like, this house has everything you say you want, but it also needs renovations. Right. And that is the worst. (laughs) I also wonder, you know, when they go to list the house and they say, okay, well, this is what you could get for it if you listed it. Aren't they going to look at all these problems? Does it get discounted? It seems odd to me that... Yeah, yeah. So there's always that end part where they have now seen three houses. It's a nice house and it's in the neighborhood, but it's not that different from ours. It's always three with David. Sometimes there'll be like a montage of them walking around as if he's showing them other ones. But it's always, they always show three houses on camera. Meantime, Hillary has built their house out. Matt and Marcy head home, where at long last, they get to tour their own house now that Hillary's extensive renovations are finally complete. All sorts of problems and setbacks and she's had to have, I don't know, 15 or 16 meetings with them that we see on camera where she disappoints usually the shrewish wife about what she's not going to get. Your ensuite bathroom is now a bookshelf. It's off the list. (laughs) Even with the additions, we're still not going to get all the storage that we're going to need. I'm out of money. If you feel that that's important to you, you guys would have to come up with some more money. We gave you a lot of money. <laughs> you know, you're walking downstairs to the shared bath with your seven children. And your, and your live-in mother who like always has to live with you on this house. It seems like a common theme to in Canada. A lot of people let their parents live with them. I don't, I don't know if that's true. It does seem like a lot of live-in moms on Love It or List It. And also people who want to stay in their neighborhood to be near their family. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe they like their family more than my family likes yeah. it to each other. But Canadian thing. We don't want to live on the same block necessarily. No, I don't want to live in the same state. But there are a lot Sorry, of Love It or List It people that want to stay on the same block because their families are there. Right. So then David shows them, ultimately he shows them a house that even the person who wants to stay is like, ooh. David's latest listing checked off so many must-haves that even Marcy couldn't deny its appeal. So that's the then the one, the carrot house, house, right? Wait, but who's not seduced by the new hot thing? Right. And then they come back to their house, which has been magically renovated furnished. I do always question that. Like, you didn't stick back our (laughs) ugly brown couch we inherited. You have now refurnished it. She didn't have money to put in a toilet, but she bought a sectional. Right. 
I have a beautiful house to show you. Yeah. Right. So it makes you wonder, like, that's why I question, like, all of the reality around well, us. Well, but that is the fixer-upper problem. Like, those houses are gorgeous. But when Joe packs up all her stuff from Magnolia and leaves and leaves you with your Ikea bookshelves and your ugly old pottery <laughs> barn couch, it's not the same. Probably not. So they come back. Their house is gorgeous. And then David does this magic trick. But before you make that decision, I have one more listen to show you, and it's yours. He says, this was the value of your house before you spent right. eight. Your house was worth $720,000. Then you spent $200,000 on the renovation. And now this is the new value of your house. And they always go like, ooh. ooh ah. And then voiceover lady is like... The previous value of their house was $720,000. After spending $200,000, the new value of their house is $780,000. Right. <laughs> and it's funny because sometimes it's like really outsized, like the renovation dramatically increases the value. But more often than not, it seems like the renovation really does nothing. It does not really help them. Sometimes that seems to be the case. And then you get that very, very tense moment. Okay, so decision made? Think so. And are you are going, going to love it? Or, are you going to or, list it? or list it? And then it's like the two of them. Does it seem to you like it seems to me that the way the couple is arguing is the opposite of the choice that they make 100% of the time? We are going to... Fantastic decision. Yes, because I think it's been long decided. There's no way these people are making that decision in that moment. I agree. Because if they were told you have to make that decision in that moment, there'd be so much more spousal side eye that we're not getting and like secret hand signs like don't you dare say you're going to list it. Don't you dare say you're going to stay. No, they know what they're doing. I mean, there is some stuff about this online that's easy to look up. Yep. But before I read that stuff... I suspected that the casting for the show are people who plan a big renovation right. or who need to renovate their house in order to sell it. That's the casting, basically, right? I think that's got to be it. And it's interesting because, you know, Love It or List It was sued in 2016. And, of course, I'm a lawyer. I have to, like, dig into it. And they were sued for doing a shoddy renovation, which— That was actually, a North Carolina house, right? It really shocked me because it seems like they're so focused on meeting every code <laughs> that how could they possibly have done anything wrong? But, yeah, they were sued, and I'm, I'm dying to go dig that all up and see what happened. Do you know what happened with that lawsuit? I don't. Neither do I. We need to know. I, I need to we know. need to know. I, we need to find out. We need to find out. All right. So my final question about Love It or List It. Team Hillary, Team David. You know, I have to say, I love Hillary, even though I'm so envious of her. I'm envious <laughs> of the fact that she is like on a construction site all day in high heels. She's definitely older than I am, but she rocks her like skinny, expensive jeans. She wears silk blouses. She doesn't seem to ever spill anything. There's never dust in her hair. So I really admire her whole aesthetic. But David's gumption kind of gets me. Like, I love the fact that he's just brash and he'll say anything to these people. And I think if they made David deal with the spousal fights they make Hillary deal with, he would just cut to the chase and be like, look, Rebecca, you're being such a bitch right now. (laughs) You got to lay off the goddamn guy or you're going to get like listed and a divorce. Yeah, yeah. And Hillary's like, but Rebecca, I'm so sorry about your master bath. We'll make it work. You can take a soothing bubble bath down in the basement. <laughs> Next to your new water heater Next to that I had to heater. install because I ran out of money for your porch. Exactly. Actually, do you like cold water? Cold water's fine. How about an Ikea kitchen? We love Formica. I'm thinking you're Team David. I don't know. I think I admire Hillary, 
But who would I rather have working for me? Probably David. Next up, my podcast friend Patrick and his husband Steve sit down to watch an episode of Love It or List It. Can't wait to hear what that sounds like. For a love it or list it, is that what it is? Looking for a love it or list it. Wait a minute, House Hunters renovation is on here, so yeah, I'm not gonna be sleeping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Treasure trove discovered. Okay, we have found our episode, uh, season twelve, episode eight, Master Mistakes. We picked it because it is a huge purple monster of a house. <laughs> oh wait, I didn't. Get that was my nickname in high school. Less than three years after their rushed decision to purchase a centrally located mid-century house, Valerie is in love, while Sam wants out. I do have to go on my diatribe about this show, though, because it is the most manufactured drama of all of the HGTV ones, where they will promise everything under the sun and then take everything away and have the fake drama with the camera angles, like through the tree leaves or the people hiding in the car, like, I'm so mad and angry at Hillary now. So, Oh, and they always have to scream at Hillary. They always scream at Hillary. Designed to make Sam stay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And when all the dust settles, what will Sam and Valerie choose to do with their house? And are you going to love it? Or are you going to list it? <laughs> Sam and Valerie have rolled their eyes back into their head so many times in just this promo. <laughs> we were forced into the decision to buy this home because the house... It looks like a compound, first of all. <laughs> It's very Branch Davidian, you guys. Right? It's Branch Davidian modern. <laughs> Branch Davidian chic. Hillary comes in. I think we should just burn it down, right? I hate renovations. We haven't done any yet. So how do you know you hate it? The thought of renovations. The time, the hassle. Oh, it's another Lazy Husband episode. Let's just pack it in and uh, move to a new place. Because of the U-shape and the head-level cabinets, I feel like I'm a short order cook. I might as well just put the bell on the cabinet and ring it. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is doing his stand-up routine. It's amazing. I love it. I'm a short order cook. First floor. We want to have a bedroom for our parents if they need to come visit. Oh, oh, mom does not like being on camera. (laughs) She gave some eyes to the cameraman. She was trying to read her book. I have to walk down the hall to use the other bathroom. But it needs to be renovated. Did I mention the fact that I don't like renovations? I love this guy. I love him. He has made his point he doesn't like renovations. So he's getting people in to do it. Or he's moving to a place that doesn't need it. He's winning no matter what. Yeah, that's true. He has tricked his whole family into getting what he wants. Either way, love it or list it, whatever you want to do, Valerie. Arriving on site are designer Hillary and realtor David. Each determined. I'm sorry, but David is the gayest dresser I have ever seen. Hey, he's wearing his summer short sleeves, though. (laughs) 
Hillary oh. still got the costume necklace on, though. The costume. Totally. Hillary. I mean, she's a full-on drag queen. <laughs> I'd watch a drag version of Hillary. <laughs> Rebecca, that has your name all over it. <laughs> I think there's a sight line issue here. <laughs> Just a slight one. But if Boy, she ever wants to shave her forehead and do a drag king version of David, <laughs> go for it. I feel like you're laughing at me right now. I, I really do. The house just doesn't stop. Yeah, because it's a compound. Exactly. <laughs> could make this couple find middle ground. The only question is, do Sam and Val agree? We've been to your house, and it is an extremely unique house. We only have $10 million for you to do renovations, Hillary. <laughs> oh, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. <laughs> But I feel like they're always told to like make a list of 30 things so that Hillary can then disappoint them on right. 10 of them. Swimming pool on the roof. Right. For the heliport. For the yelling scene later, we have to have the extra. Renovate downstairs bathroom just to get space to make it ready for my mom. Build a garage. But do not film my mother because she will kill you. $100,000. $100,000. Is that a lot or a little? That's a, that's a huge amount. Patrick, is that a lot or a little much? Well, I, this is the genesis of our finance problems. We don't have a lot of finance problems. This is the root of our budgeting woes. I don't budget, Rebecca. I'm a podcaster, damn it. And back at the house, Hillary and contractor Eric have arrived. Determined Hillary brought in her contractor man. Okay, I love this guy, Mr. Clean. To make Sam stay. Before we go into the house, there's something... Hillary is wearing a fuchsia shirt today, you guys. It's her power color. Right. Can we talk about how slamming Hillary is? Oh, my God. Look at her. Look at this. It's ridiculous. Tiny Ooh, floor plan. One standards, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be completely gone. And then we deal with... Now, back in the day when the show first started, she would drag Darla or whatever her assistant's name around from room to room. Not the contractor like she's doing now. They had to fire Darla, I guess. But they had a whiteboard that they would draw the rooms and then they'd be like, now we're going to take down this wall. And they would erase the line on the whiteboard. And it was the best. It was like Bill Cosby on picture pages when he would draw and they were like, wait, that rapist? You don't remember picture pages? Anyway. What I do think has to go is this original shower. It's horrible. Definitely. Have they said load-bearing wall yet? <laughs> or have they talked about... Wait, no, this is the point where they n- talk about knocking down a wall only later to find out that it's a load-bearing wall, yeah, right? Exactly. They couldn't have figured that out beforehand. What were they thinking? That obviously is a complete... It's always the water heater. They want six more bathrooms. But surprise, you don't have a water heater anymore. Can you say it like Hillary? We had to take it out to give you your reading nook. What? <laughs> Priorities, Hillary. (laughs) Our big ticket items are the kitchen. We've got all these bathrooms to do. You know it's going to be a stretch. They want a garage. Oh, what now, Hillary? A garage. (laughs) It's a little further out, but what's at the end of the driveway? A garage. A three-car garage. I'm glad we have a three-car garage here because we'll need to buy another car for the drive. Okay, Valerie, settle down. That was a good line. It's a good line. She's like, Sam isn't the only stand-up comic in this family. I rehearsed my line while driving here from my lawyer job. I think this should be replaced. You don't want it failing. I mean, we're just right in the middle of an incredibly hot summer. So I have no idea what something like that costs. So maybe I can absorb this if I can. Now it's time where she's going to have to take something away. What are you going to take away, Hillary? 
What does mama have to take away? <laughs> Checking off even more of their lengthy list are separate living and dining rooms, an open concept kitchen and family room combination, and a finished basement with a dedicated laundry room, a teen space, and... Teen space? Oh my God. Ooh. The name of my new podcast. I don't know. That sounds smelly and rageful. <laughs> And just like so full of pot. <laughs> Sam, you can walk through this door and look at your closet. And Valerie, you can walk through that door. Go have a look. Okay. Wow. His and hers walk in closets, which will soon become hers and hers. <laughs> Where will he keep his clothes? Kids' bedroom number one. Right next door is bedroom number two. They're identical. It's a little on a small size, but you know, they're kids. And they have no say. <laughs> Exactly. That is so funny. Their bedrooms are a little small. They have a teen space. This bathroom has a urinal. Oh my God. You know, I support that. There's a urinal in the bathroom. I support that. It's much better for the environment. Hey guys. Hello. So let's take a little walk. I have something to show you. Look at what Hillary is. She literally came as Jackie Collins today. She dressed up as Jackie Collins. The drag vortex. <laughs> it's drag within drag within drag. Wait, it's bad. Wait, shh, it's it's yell at Hillary time. Uh-oh. And the only thing that I haven't Uh-oh. started work on is your daughter's bathroom. Oh, Hillary, uh, come on. And I can't do it. Yeah. This is the one thing she asked for. And now it's off the table. Oh, gosh. Just uh, another thing on the list. Also, Hillary didn't break the AC, guys. She didn't, like, come with a martini and pour no. it down the AC chute. No, it's always yell at Hillary time. She always hits the brunt of it. Okay. With 4,000 square feet of move-in ready space, this house is built for family function and features... Just who needs that much space? Who needs it? Oh, it's crazy. Rebecca, how many square feet is your home? (laughs) And when are we moving in? (laughs) You have a basement, right? Teen space. (laughs) This is going to be your mother's bedroom. Perfect location. Close to the kitchen. Perfect location, close Close to to the the kitchen. kitchen. That is shade, Valerie. (laughs) This is lovely. It still feels very spacious. Both of you win on this. This is a fantastic (laughs) We painted this room. Hillary, what did you do with $100,000? Right. Where did the money go? Lots of coats of paint. Already there. Oh, Hillary, you've really. Yes, you've hit it out you. of the park. See, I thought David was the only one who hit it out. But, uh, well, I told you, you to pack? wait. What are they going to do? They're going to list it. They're totally going to list it. They have to buy that other house. Uh-huh. You guys have a decision to make, but before you make that decision, I have one more lesson to show you. And it's yours. That is the current value of your house with the renovation that has been done. Now it's time for some fuzzy math. <laughs> the pre renovation value of their home was $575,000. With an increased renovation budget of 100000 the new estimated value of their home is $700,000. That increases the value of their house by $125,000. No, it doesn't, right? <laughs> yeah, if you don't include the, the money, money that, that you spend. put in. <laughs> it raised the property value by $25,000, you guys. <sighs> Decision made? Yes. Yes. And are you going to love it? Or are you going to list it? We're going to list it. Yes. I knew it. Oh. Either 
away. I wish you luck. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. If Hillary had a glass of wine, she'd be throwing it in all their faces. <laughs> Real reaction is off camera. Right, exactly. Family-sized function in a space. Now they just have to find a buyer who's obsessed about crazy closets as much as they are. Exactly. Every other buyer is going to be like, why are there six extra rooms? No, those are closets. What? What's With happening a, in here? There's a couch and a bed in each closet? What is happening? So confused. How many bedrooms does this say on the listing? <laughs> All right, we're done. Thanks, Give us our next God. assignment. Okay, bye. Bye. So, Kevin. Yeah. What did we learn today? <laughs> we learned that Hillary had a career as an actress. On the stage. She did, but she had a career as an actress beyond the stage. I just want to let you know, I did a little IMDBing of Miss yeah. Hillary Farr. She used to act with a different name, and she was in a movie that you might have heard of yeah. called The Rocky Horror Picture Show. No way. Let me see that. Look at her IMDB. She's Betty Monroe. Yep. Do you know what that means? No, I've never seen The Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> she, was the, she was the bride at the beginning of The Rocky Horror Picture Show. People have been throwing rice at her <laughs> for 40 years. They literally have been throwing rice at, <laughs> at, Hillary. at Hillary for 40 years. From Love It or List It. From Love It or List It. I know, it's crazy. I mean, I've never seen the movie, but... Um, so what else did we learn today? Okay, we learned that Love It or List It is actually a deep drama looking at uh, the tension in relationships, mm -hmm. and it's HGTV's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. <laughs> Sounds about right. And that no matter what you want to renovate, there will always be a wiring slash asbestos slash code violation that will prevent you from getting that ensuite. Or a water heater. That needs to be replaced. Goddamn. <laughs> and also, you know, you learn that whenever they walk through the house and, you know, the new house and there's no furniture in mm -hmm. it, it's like they already bought that one. We both know that this show is completely fake. But there is one very valuable thing I learned today. What's that? I thought my deep, deep admiration of Hillary Farr was mine alone. And I kept it secret for such a long time. Everyone we heard from today also loves Hillary, whether they're on Team Hillary or Team David. Everyone agrees that she's fierce. Everyone agrees that maybe she's a drag queen. I don't know. <laughs> but Rock that, your picture show. But that she is apparently like our paragon of femininity in a crisis. And I'm not alone in that feeling. Are you on Team Hillary or are you on Team David? I'm actually on Team David. Yeah, why? Because um, if you're questioning whether or not you should be living in your house, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> it's probably time to make a clean break. And uh, why not? I would like to be able to like renovate our house. Mm -hmm sell it, mm -hmm. and then be there when the episode airs and the new owners find out what we did and how we jacked up the price on them. <laughs> so you're thinking this is a little bit of a turnaround scheme or something? I just think it's it's good TV. It is. It's shockingly good TV. It's good because of the, the drama. I do like, you know, when they have the long shots where someone has to like, we have to walk around the neighborhood yeah. now with these microphones on. Yeah. I think there's like a producer going, why don't you just, just could you just like walk down the street and have that, that conversation? Don't worry, we won't follow you. Wearing your lav mic? Yeah, it's much better <laughs> if we're way back here. 
more natural. Why don't you and I quickly have the conversation that the couple would have walking you know, down the street after they've gotten some bad news from Hillary about not being able to get their ensuite bathroom because it was a code violation on the patio. We're going to role play that? We're going to role play it. Well, um, who, who wants the house? Who doesn't? I want to move and you want to stay. Okay. See, I knew this was going to happen. We gave Hillary all of our money. We're not even going to get what we want. You just have to give her a chance. I'm done giving her chances, Kevin. I mean, how many chances can we possibly give her? First it was the roof. Now it's the patio. Is this about my erectile dysfunction? (laughs) It is. Oh, stop it. And that's what we've learned today. This is a show that is the same every time. And no one seems to get bored of it, and no one seems to mind. This is the one HGTV show that is entirely predictable in its formula, in its plot twists, and yet everyone we talked to today said they could keep watching it forever. You want to love it or list it, Kevin? I'm going to love it. it. Oh, good. We're on the same page. That'll do it for this episode of HGTV and Me. Special thanks to Meredith, Molly, Patrick, and Steve, to Patty, and of course to my husband and partner in crime, Kevin Flynn. If you want to be on the podcast or just share your thoughts about HGTV, give a call to my podcast hotline. You can find that number as well as an email address to reach me at HGTVpodcast.com. You can also tweet to the show at HGTV Podcast and chat with fans on Facebook. Heavy lifting on production for this episode was done by the very handsome Henry Lavoie. Tune in next time when we're going to be talking about Patrick and Steve's favorite HGTV show, House Hunters. Let's see if we can get over those paint colors, shall we? Partners in Crime Media.